Welcome to the Realized Gains Podcast, a guide to real estate investing. Join our co-hosts, Jordan Lee and Stephen Tran, as we interview a diverse group of real estate investors, both amateur and professional. Our goal is to help you understand that anyone can invest in real estate. Tune in to hear creative strategies and learn from both our mistakes and our successes. You can find us where you love to listen to podcasts, on YouTube, or at jordanleemortgage.com. The one thing that I'll encourage investors to do is execute. Like, you can analyze certain things for so long, like you can analyze it to death, but if you don't execute, you'll never, ever move forward. Thanks for tuning in to the Portland Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Stephen Tran, and today on the show, we have John Tay. What's up? <laughs> Thanks for joining us, John. Uh, you know, you're an incredible investor, super smart developer, real estate agent, previous um, appraiser as well, real estate appraiser. Can't Can you tell us? remember that. That's <laughs> awesome, man. Can you tell us, like... Yeah, a little bit about your background, how, how you got started into real estate appraising after college and, and whatnot, and um, yeah, sort of where, where you are now. Yeah, actually, um, I was a youth pastor for about eight years, and oh. during that time, I was working that part-time, and then uh, part-time, I was an appraiser okay. as well, so I would do my inspections like kind of during the week, church during the weekend, and um, yeah, that was kind of my full-time gig. Um, so I appraised for about 10, 12 years. So, okay. An appraiser. And now did you have to do like your, an internship with an appraiser? That's right. And you had to have a degree, right? Too. You had a yeah. At that degree. time, at that time you had, you needed a four year degree. Oh, actually you didn't need a four year degree. Oh, okay. And then now you need a four year degree to, to, to be an appraiser. And yeah, I found a mentor, I found a mentor, uh, for about, Two or three years. Okay. Did my hours uh, during that time. Quick yeah. question: Is there like a specific four-year degree you need? No, you just need a bachelor. Okay. Bachelor so degree. You just have like a, a biology degree. In yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think they. Okay, I'm gonna do this guy. Yeah, I think they started with an associate degree. Okay. And I I don't know the rules now, but uh, but but. I think when I ended, I think you needed some type of bachelor degree or some sort. Yeah, I've heard it's in certain certain areas. It's like appraisers don't even want to bring on people because there's like a small market, so right? Yeah, it's like they're comp- they're bringing on their competition basically. Yeah, I got I got I got pretty lucky. I'm I'm really grateful for my mentor, um, and uh, you know he he brought me on. I was working pretty you know like a dog, but uh, hmm. you know uh, you got to start somewhere, so. Yeah. Yeah. And and so then you were praised and after a while you're like, eh, maybe I wanna be on the other side or Well, you know, the the industry definitely changed after the two thousand eight crash and uh you know, we um there was you know, essentially our your your salary was cut in half. Mm. Uh you know, due to like Yeah, half uh, of it went to the management company. Right? Yeah. All yeah, half of it went to the management company and you, you know that process, right? So um 
yeah, you you get files that were worth six hundred bucks, and then you know, it literally the next night it's three hundred bucks, right? Because right? half of the half of that went to the management company. I mean, I don't complain. It's it's actually good for the consumer. So, um, but the industry changed. My salary got cut in half, and I was like, well, I gotta I gotta kind of change, and mm-hmm. and uh, so I decided to to then. Um, and at that time, I, I I then quit youth ministry, and then I went to. Uh, I was thinking, okay, what do I do full time? And and then I kind of um, went into the brokering route. Um, I was still investing in real estate at that time, so I constantly invested. Oh, you had been investing in real estate early on. Before. Yeah, early on, okay. even before. Um, so my, I bought my first investment property like twenty one years old, and oh wow, and I kept just kind of purchasing properties throughout that time. Okay. Uh, I always used another broker, and then, um, and then I decided, oh, maybe I'll just kind of broker myself. Well, what drove you to get an investment property? Was it like you were seeing all these values of these properties going up as an appraiser? Or no, what? no. Actually, it was it was because my girlfriend at the time, my wife now, um, she was moving from California. Okay. And I was like, she was trying to find a place to to rent, and I was like, well, for twenty grand, I think I can buy something, right? Really. <laughs> Put ten percent down on a little townhouse, uh-huh. and so I put ten percent down on the townhouse. I told her, "Hey, you know, you want the master bedroom, and you want to have two roommates." <laughs> and I, I did a house hack with, uh, with my, with my girlfriend at the time. So <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. That's yeah, like, yeah. Instead of her getting a rental, you're like, "You'll, I'll rent to you." Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll, 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 yeah, I'll be your landlord. I'll be your, your, your boyfriend and your, and your landlord. And, uh, you know, and she took care of it. That, that was the, that was the most important part, right? right? It's like, I mean, owning, owning a rental is like, you get so, you know, nervous about how, how much they're going to trash it or, you know, and, and my girlfriend, you know, just took, took care of the place, had two great roommates and, um, yeah. And so it was, it was hack, it was a house hack without myself. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Man, so, that, yeah. so that was back. When was that? What year was that? Let's see. That was, ooh. Um, so I bought that in 05. 05. Okay. So, so you're in your 20s then. You, do you early even 20s. have your own house? No. I was okay. living so with my stay, parents. <laughs> you're living at home with your parents. You yeah. started with, with your yeah. investment property. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, at that time, I, I was just picking up small little houses, mm-hmm. um, townhouses, and single family homes. There was one over by my office. I, I, look, I, I got with like $30,000 down. I was like, you know, that, at that time it was 10%. Right. Yeah. So, um, it really didn't cash flow. You really easy to buy a house with 10% down that was investment property and it could cash flow at that time. Yeah. Yeah. But my intention, you know, I, I actually always wanted to live there, but you know, my girlfriend was gonna, you know, at that time was gonna live at, at, at that first house. And then this, the next house, my intention was actually to live there as well, mm-hmm. right? And so I was a, you know, single dude or, you know, dating at the time. But uh, I was going to live there with a couple – I was going to house hack, right. you know, my, my way into real estate. So I, you know, I just picked up, you know, one or two houses here and there. <laughs> you know, things – Things at that time, 05, were still expensive. Like, it was a pretty crazy market. It felt expensive at the yeah, time. Yeah, really expensive at the time, especially for uh, for a young guy like me at that time. So, mm. you know. Can I ask how the crash a couple years later affected you? Um, 
I had like four mortgages, four or five mortgages at that time. Yeah, and they were giving out loans to me. Like I was, I was making okay money, but it wasn't like big money. And <laughs> you wouldn't have qualified on today's standard. Yeah, let's just say I wouldn't qualify. Yeah, and but yeah, I picked up like four or five homes at that time, and then um, <laughs> you know, yeah, the crash happened. But I was, I I was scared, but I just rented them out. Yeah. And, and do, were your loans just the standard 30-year fixed loans, or did you yeah. do some of those option arms stuff? Well, there were some option arms on the second loan, right? Oh, so okay. there was the first loan that was fixed, okay. which was like in the 6 7%, uh -huh. but then there was like the 9%, you know, yeah. like second. A second that was second. like 10% or whatever. Yeah, it was, it was high. Okay. Um, and, you know, th but those were like $30,000, $40,000 loans, right? right? Those, those are smaller, smaller loans, but... I mean, they were in the 9%. Oh, so instead of being like, that, that's like a typical HELOC, it was like an optional optional. No, it wasn't an optional. That's what the mortgage company oh, did just, at the time. Just, okay. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. And so, so there was always like a first and then there was a second mortgage. and uh, But I was negative on all of them. Hmm. Negative cash flow on all of them. Oh, really? Yeah. But I was like, I'm just still keeping my asset. I'd still rent them out and and because uh, I knew that, you know, the, the asset will come back, right? Mm -hmm. You just you just rent them out, and um, I was I was paying like a hundred, maybe it was like a negative a hundred hundred bucks, you know, sure. to, to keep the property. So I was like, you know, I'll just keep the property. I don't want to go through foreclosure. I don't want to ding on my 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 credit. Um, I didn't want to go through any type of short sale or anything like that. So I was still living with my parents, right? You know? right. And <laughs> so that kind of kept me afloat. So you didn't, yeah, that. you didn't have the primary expense. You just Putting a hundred bucks here and there. Yeah, a hundred bucks here and there. I can keep my, um, um, and I'm glad I did it, right? Because it, um, when like 2010, 11 came, rent started kind of shooting up, mm. right? And so my, my negative equity became like, I'm making $200 now, right? I'm making $300 now. Like, and by the end of it, I'm, I'm, each of those properties were like making me six, seven hundred dollars each. Wow! Right, so like things were just kind of soaring. I mean, I had a, I had to turn some of the, some of the tenants in and out, but, um, but overall, like it just kept, kept going up. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it starts negative, but it, it, it can turn into, into a positive. Well, that's interesting too, because like in the last few years, everybody's been like, I want something that cash flows. And now suddenly rates have gone up, prices have gone up, and it's hard to find something that's not negative cash flow. Yeah. But people always forget that A, when you cash flow isn't just that, because then you're you have a principal portion of your interest payment. Like yeah, yeah. every every month you're still paying yourself a few hundred bucks, right? Even if it's negative cash flow. But then also, like you said, you know, four or five years later, the the rents go up. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's kind of what we always got to keep in the back of our minds is that long term, even if you're not cash flowing out of the gate. Yeah. And I think, you know, when it comes to like different markets, like Portland was a, I, I think it was a cash flowing market at that time. I just was young. Mm -hmm. I, didn't, yeah. I didn't buy like it for cash flow, right? Like I was a young investor at the time and I didn't know really what I was doing. Right. Um, but, you know, it, I, not to say that I'm lucky per se, but it, it just, um, I was just learning <laughs> at that time as a young investor. Working like 
philosophy or like a what do you call it? like a spreadsheet or anything to buy any of these? No. <laughs> no. I was like, I can buy that for thirty grand. Okay, I'll I'll do it. Right? Like I can I can do it. Okay, what's the payment? Okay, I can I can afford that. Do yeah. like payments? What can I get for rent? Yeah, it was like if it's kind of there, then all right, let's just do it because I'm just gonna pick it up, right? Yeah. Like I'm, I I. You know, I, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I was just kind of like, oh, I can buy that for 20, you know, 30. Again, at that time, I'm 22, 23 yeah. years old, and I um, I didn't read any books at the time. I, I, I was, I was I, literally, I was so dumb. I was <laughs> really dumb. Um, you know, the, and I didn't know about markets, like, at that time. I didn't know what the crash, you know, what was happening. Um you know, I, I just didn't know. I just kept it rented. That's mm -hmm. that's all I did. I just hey you hey you want to rent out my place and you know and and sometimes it's it's me and a dude and and sometimes it's a whole family that comes in and and then I'm like okay I got to move out and <laughs> I got to move into this place. Right. And, it wasn't like you could just post it on Zillow that. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, yeah. There was no Zillow. Everything was on like yeah Craigslist or right. or newspaper or something. Yeah. I don't know. Like I don't know how I did, but. There, there, yeah, there yeah was I mean, no there farm. wasn't even like Facebook. There wasn't a Facebook. Facebook market then, market. yeah, it's just that's right. Yeah. yeah, so at that time it was just yeah, like who do you know? Right. Um, section I I did get a couple of section section eight you know, uh -huh. renters and mm -hmm. and and one section eight renter has been with me for over twelve years. Oh wow, like amazing. I I still rent out to her. Nice. It's it's amazing. And it's, it's a direct deposit from the county. Too, it's right? a direct deposit, yeah. and she pays a portion, yeah. and she's she's always been on time. And I, everybody has a bad stigma of section eight, but I'm like, heck yeah, like they guaranteed payments, great. Yeah, guaranteed. But I mean, there's there's great you know tenants out there that mm -hmm. that are section eight, and and they don't want to lose their vouchers. No. So I think it's great great to. Yeah. great partnership to have and yeah she's been with me for 12 years and we have a great relationship and yeah it's been it's been a, a, a good good partnership when it comes to <laughs> renting out <laughs> well uh, i mean obviously you know the viewers had this negative cash flow position for a while um i mean where did you get the notion that like this property will keep growing in value like it's going to keep growing equity because if you have that like if you don't have any knowledge about real estate where you just like did somebody tell you like this will grow in value? No. So even the growth in value, I didn't know. But what I did know was, um, I started looking at my statements, and the principal buy down yeah. was a big thing for me. Uh huh. So I'm like, ooh, I'm not really paying much, but I see that principal uh, loan value, you know, drop pretty mm -hmm. significantly, mm -hmm. you know, throughout the years. And so I'm like, ooh, okay. Um, because property values at that time were tanking. Yeah. So I right. buy it at two twenty. Right, right. People think people are selling it at one fifty. People are freaking out. You know, like, like I need this, this town. Yeah, yeah, this townhouse is worth one fifty. I'm like, crap! I already lost money. <laughs> you know, like so appreciation wasn't even yeah. a thought process in my mind. But I'm like, but my principal paid out. Your loan, your my loan, loan value. Okay, I'm like, yeah. okay, I got to get down to one fifty now. <laughs> like to, until I could sell this thing. Right. Right, and then. But, you know, of course, all of that is a learning experience, right? Like, mm -hmm. then I'm thinking, oh, principal pay down. And then when things start shooting up, then you're learning about appreciation. That, you know, all this stuff that brings wealth, you know, to, to, your, to your investments. And so, so, you know, as a young, young, young guy, like, you're, you're learning about this. You're learning about this stuff, uh, you know, the stuff step by step. And, 
it's 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 funny how it how it happens. I know that you know the 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 market at t- that time was tough for a lot of people, mm-hmm. but uh, you know for for guys like me, it was it was more of a learning experience with these these properties than than anything. So no, I think that's a really great example of like you know how to see performance in a market that might not be increasing. You know? Yeah, because I think that's how people feel right now. Yeah, you know with how interest rates are going up, like. I'm not going to be seeing these the sky high appreciation or this cash flow. Where can I see value? And I think people always forget about principal pay down as like, you know money in your pocket. In this it is probably one of the, the one of the biggest biggest portions of why we should invest is the principal pay down. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So fast forward, two crashes over. You're at, you, Dodd Frank comes along. Yeah. And phrasing doesn't make sense to you anymore. Uh, what what made you decide to get into become a broker? At that time, I was desperate for money. Mm-hmm. Um, no income was coming in. So you chose a job that was commission only instead of, instead of salary job. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I've always been, I, I always had the mindset of, you know, big risk, big reward mm-hmm. kind of thing. And, you know, honestly, I didn't know what brokering is all about. Right. Um, Even though you've been on the appraising side for a while, yeah. you still didn't. I again like hang out with a bunch of realtors. Exactly, I didn't. Hang, I didn't know it was about sales. Actually, I I thought it was just more like customer service, right? Or, you know, tending to people's needs, and that's it. Like I can do that. Like I can be nice to be people, <laughs> you know. But um, but yeah, brokering was one of the, just those things. Where I was like, okay, I'll, I'll I'll give it a try. And then then they're like, hit the phones, cold call. Uh, I'm like. Crap! I'm so bad at this. <laughs> Did you, do you start it with a bigger team, or no? So it's just just me and my brother. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's just me and my brother, and oh, let me turn off my phone. Um, so just yeah, me and my brother, and um, we 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 decided to get a small little little office space, and, and he was a real. No, he was a he was a lender at that time. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so you guys both decided to change to become realtors. At yeah. The same time. Yeah. So, um, and you know, my brother was an ice cream shop owner at okay. that time. <laughs> you know, he, he owned a, a couple of, uh, Baskin Robbins. And so, you know, at that time I was like, Hey, you know, I'm thinking of becoming a broker. He was like, Hey, let's do it together. And I was like, okay, let's do it together. Wow. And, um, so he, you know, we kind of set our roles, uh, from the beginning. Mm. I was more of the sales, uh, operator and he was more of the, the backend, mm. um, administrative, Type of type of work you did all my paperwork right he had the the numbers and the paperwork yeah yeah so he he did all the financing I mean he was already good at good at that mm-hmm. uh, with the mortgage on the mortgage side so and um and, and then we started started our business and so you just you just went straight to owning your own brokerage shop yeah so nice. that was back in 2013 or 14 we started and we we're like yeah let's call it the Apex Group and. And we just started it that way. <laughs> and, uh, nice. We didn't know what we were doing. Um, you know, we didn't know how. I didn't. I didn't know like how many sales I needed to have, or how many homes I needed to sell, or I didn't know any of that to to have a you know decent income. Or uh, we just kind of did did it by you know just by guessing. Um, and then we realized really quick how hard this job is, <laughs> really fast. Yeah. And, uh, you know, 
and being commission based, you're just like scratching your hands, like, can we can we really do this? I didn't have my first sale until like six months in, mm, yeah, so that it's scary. Me too. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so month three, you're you're like, am I doing the right thing? Yeah. And you credit know, card bills going. Yeah, up. yeah, credit card bills going up. You're like, oh man, are we are we doing the right thing? And you know, 2014, 13, 14, it wasn't like big sales, right? Like it wasn't. Mm. And so, yeah, it became pretty pretty scary at the time, um, but uh, but yeah, it's it's been a been a fun run. Yeah, so it started the two of you, and now your team. How many agents? Yeah, now we have uh, like five brokers. Okay. Three administrative. Three administrative. Yeah. Staff. Okay. Staff and um, yeah, it's been it, it's it's been a pretty crazy growth. Um, um, the you know, we, we sell roughly 100 to 140 homes a year um, each, you know, each year. And mm. we've kind of been on that steady, steady track. And so we'll see if, you know, as, as sales kind of uh, taper off, like, you know, hopefully we're in the upper, you know, I, I would say maybe 80, 80 to 90 homes, hopefully per year. And so. And at this point, how much is it, are you doing like the actual sales work versus you know, coaching and mentoring your team and, and bringing on new members. Yeah, yeah. So I'm still in production, still okay. uh, actively selling and buying homes, um, but uh, more my sphere. Um, mm -hmm. They're taking a lot of the leads, um, online leads. Okay. Um, type of type of uh, interaction. Um, yeah, I'm still in production, um, but majority of my time is mentoring, mm. shaping, um, coaching. Uh, so. And and that that kind of more fits my my wheelhouse. I, I love I love doing that, building building people up, and um, so that's been that's been a lot of fun. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been the the whole brokerage business is is uh, it's an interesting business, you know. Like, and the, there will be ebbs and flows, you know, for that business. We like Paul and I. We always say feast and famine, mm -hmm. right? Brokerage is always a feast and famine, right? So you're working your tail off, like in the in these types of markets, right? You're just mm -hmm. and you're just cranking cranking the production, um, and it's a feast, right? But then um, just know that the famine will come, right? And and we kind of see that right now. Uh, things are you know really tapering off uh, in sales. Interest rates are going up, and um, which is Hey, it's part of the market. It's something I learned when you're young, right? Like you learn <laughs> feast and famine, even with investment properties, you learn, you learn that it's, it's, it's definitely, um, it, yeah, things, things taper off really fast. And, and, uh, you know, how do you, how as an investor, how's a business person, how's an as an entrepreneur, do you pivot in, in, in these markets? And, uh, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta think about those famine, you know, Famine times. Yeah, I mean, yeah. how are you keeping your team motivated in these times right now? Especially like the new, newer folks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so tried and true activities, right? So you know, lead generation activities. Um, you might have had two legs of lead generation at that time. It could have been you know Zillow leads or online leads or whatever it may be. Um, you you need to have five now, right? Right. Like you got to have five <laughs> legs of. You know, rather than that, depending on that one or two, 
you got to you got to just expand your your lead generation model, right? And what does that look like? So your activities just need to increase. Right? Yeah, no, it's funny because like I I'm seeing the the hot agents in my office now like are like asking for open houses and whatever they yeah. can get leads right now, which I think it was pretty crazy. I'm like, you're trying to go asking for open houses. That's right. You know? That's right. Yeah, I mean, which is a great thing because I mean, um, open houses right now, people are not going to open houses, but yeah. the one or two people that are going are Seriously. super hot, yeah. super hot, like super motivated to to, to work, right? To 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 be a buyer or seller or whatnot. They're they're super motivated, so those interactions are are significantly um, higher conversion rates, right? So. Um, Go, yeah, going back to like what what are we doing? It's just turning on different lev different levers and <laughs> doing those activities, right? So if you if you were at fifty percent capacity in terms of your lead generation, you got to be at like a hundred percent to really generate. Uh, and how do you keep them motivated? Well, hopefully their commission <laughs> is, <laughs> is motivating enough because their commission went down significantly. <laughs> And, and I know that would motivate me because if your paycheck is not, you know, where you want it to be, you're going to, you know, you're going to be uh, running after it. So, um, again, you know, um, you know, and, and again, there's there's more than a commission check that with motivation. Um, but when it comes to, you know, motivating, yeah, it's 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 encouraging them, you know, because during this time, it you, you got to be encouraging, right? Like it, you got to. You know, look at the positives. Um, every, everything needs to be looked at as a win, um, and it's it's tough. It's a it's a it's a tough market out there. Um, yeah. No, it's like I said, it's tough when things that were working in the past aren't working anymore, and uh, you know, like you gotta change your tactics, do things you're not comfortable with, like cold calling and yeah. open houses, and you know, networking events, etc. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, right now. Networking is big yeah. right now for me. Um, leadership conferences, you know, building up, uh, uh, you know, base. yeah, referral base. Um, even for me, just building up those leadership skills. Um, I mean, a lot of these things really, really are important. Yeah. And so, yeah, for sure. Um, I did want to dive back into like your investments. I know that we got to about 2010, 2011. We were just talking about a lot of these smaller townhouses, single family homes. You know, uh, as as at least me and Jordan know, like you you scaled up pretty significantly. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. Um, so I always think about my brokerage and my investment in a completely different. So two different businesses, right? Completely different businesses, yeah. right? And I've always siloed them, you know, in those categories, mm -hmm. right? So Apex Group is my business. It's a cash flowing business. It's um, it's something that just brings cash through the door. So then I can then. Uh, invest in real estate, right? right? So, um, so throughout the years, I've always had that business mindset that I always take the cash that I made and just dump it into real estate. So, um, so I only take a small piece of my my income on my business. Um, I try not to touch any of the, that savings, and all that money just goes directly to to investing in real estate, right? So. Um, I'm literally like probably getting paid peanuts on my real estate side, uh, but then that accrues, you know, my my business to then acquire acquire properties throughout the year. 
So throughout the years, my investment um, business, yeah, I've had I've had a lot of small little properties here and there. You know, a lot of townhouses, you know, single family homes. Um, and throughout the years, I would I would leverage those little investment properties, ten thirty one those properties into you know commercial properties and um, just kind of turned them throughout the last uh, let's see. I would say eight years. I've been just kind of <laughs> turning those every two years or so. Mm. Um, so a lot of them are, um, I would say, value add type of properties, um, commercial properties that um, I would I would purchase, renovate, increase rents. Um, you know these types of strategies, and then uh, and then sell them off again. At a pretty significant profit. So, when you say commercial properties, do you mean like strip malls or apartment buildings or what? All. Okay. Yeah. So I've I've sold every everything from uh, single use retail mm -hmm. to multi retail to office to medical office to um, to to land <laughs> like um, to fix and flips um, and that all just comes from generating income. From the Apex Group, and then I would I would then um, uh, use that money to buy cash on on certain properties, you know, turn um, you know uh, a few properties here and there. So fix and flips are you know I, I do a number of fix and flips uh, throughout the years. Um, I did a lot of yeah retail restructuring um, uh, projects. Um, one project I just did the. The driveway and paint and sold it for a profit of like six hundred thousand dollars right like, <laughs> like you know the, it, you just got to buy it right right yeah and, yeah. and we always learn right investing comes along yeah, just the right deal yeah we purchased that property for seven hundred thousand it was a commercial property we put you know we put a layer of paint and uh, you know drew some lines on the <laughs> on the parking lot and we sold it for like 1.2, right? I'm so. assuming you have a better process than this uh, in, in your youth of just buying and hoping that it works out. Yeah, it's, <laughs> well, there's a lot of learning and a lot of book reading and a lot of like, oh, that's what happened. Like, that's where I made, you know, that's appreciation. That's, that's a good thing. Like, <laughs> you know, when you're, when you're in your early 20s, you're just, you're just learning. You're, you're, yeah. you're a sponge, you're. You're like, oh man, you know, there's there's wealth to be made, right? And and it's like, okay, you know, uh, oh okay, I can do that, and okay, that's cash flow. I can, oh, this this property is actually cash flowing pretty well. Let's yeah. let's pick that pick that one up, and then let's pick this one up, and and so you know, yeah, throughout the years, it would be it would be about value add. I think that that's the biggest thing for us is you know where where can we add value. Um, who do we, one of the things is who do I need to sell this to, mm. right? Who would be the most optimal person to sell this type of property to? And so, and again, we're not like, you know, huge, in, you know, huge investors in terms of like, you know, a, a large amount of capital, but let's say like a, a small little office building that's like $700,000, right? Um, you know, we always look at the end user and say, okay, who, who would purchase this for like $900,000, mm. right? Like Where's we, the we purchase, yeah, we purchase it for seven, but who's going to purchase it for nine, yeah. right? And how are we going to make that return? 
And, and then we decide, okay, that's, that's our lead generation, right? And, and then I target, you know, that particular. So if it's like a medical office, right? Or if it's a dental office or, or whatnot, it's like, okay, what would a dentist pay for this? Right. And how would they use it? Would they rent, you know, use their, you know, have one side be their practice and another side rentable. Mm -hmm. And they would take this, they would gobble this up because then I would target, you know, dentists, let's just say, right. And I'd be like calling all the dentists, especially the ones with multiple, multiple businesses, right. Mm -hmm. It's cause they're business people. Yeah. Right? And so, and then I would call them up and I would say, Hey, I've got a great, great property for you. It's off market. It's, you know, and it's 900,000, you know, if you're not going to take it, the next dentist will, right? And I, I would, I would kind of use that hmm. sales pitch, and then I would, I would, and they would say, sold, and so I'd sell it, sell it to them, and and it's, it, it, I think once you figure out your end user, you, huh. you'll figure out, oh, okay, that that makes sense. That so it's not like you just like in residential where you're just uh, throw an open house, throw it out on the open market, someone will come find it. For commercial, it's more, it's super targeted. Yeah, you're like okay, I, I know I, exactly who my audience is. That's right. There's, you know, 50 or 100 of them and that I can find that I'm just going to call through them. And, That's right. Huh, and, and just like, just like lead, lead generation in your, in your business, I lead generate for my investment properties, right? So, right. so for example, there was one, yeah, the fix and flip that I did with uh, the $700,000 retails, um, single use retail. Um, I knew it was be, I knew it'd be a great restaurant. I mm. knew that it would be um, for successful uh, restaurant and so I literally called all the kind of mom and pop you know restaurant owners that made a killing because I would eat at their restaurant right, right. right I would eat at their restaurant right, right. I the the restaurant is full yeah and, right and and they're making a ton of money on their cash flow because I knew that it's just like my business right yeah. like I had a cash flow business restaurant yeah right and I knew I had investments to make, yeah. right? And so with these guys, it's it's the same thing, right? Like they have a cash flowing business and they're gonna invest in real estate. And they don't necessarily have the time to be going searching or have an agent that's, right. that's searching for them. Yeah, and so I would call them up and say, are you expanding? You thinking of expanding? Yeah, I am. And then I'm like, well, I've got this property, 1.2 million. That's, that's what, you know, that's what we want, right? And they would look at it, they saw the location, they're like, Yes, you know, like <laughs> I want that, right? And so, and um, I mean, yeah. it seems so like straightforward and simple, but really, people don't people don't actually do that that often, do they? Yeah, I mean, you're just you're matchmaking. Yeah, yeah, right. You're matchmaking in, in investment properties, and and uh, it just it's 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 a very simple concept, but uh, it's just who's going to do the work, right? right. Like who's going to pick up the phone? Who's going to Who's gonna go out to eat and be like, you know, which right. restaurant's do gonna the, buy my, do the you know, do the market yeah, research, yeah. Gonna, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like that market <laughs> research. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's 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 really hunting for those 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 end users that that will pay top dollar and and I mean, the the restaurant does really well right yeah. in that location. Super happy, and most likely they'll they'll sell it for one point five, one point eight, you know, right. uh, just because of of their restaurant alone being in that in the, in those spaces, right? So so I'm super happy for them. And those um, clients sometimes come back to you absolutely, to, to yeah. Last, so. And I'm always looking for them, right? Yeah, like, yeah. are you looking for looking to expand more? Right? Yeah. Like, yes, you know, you know, bring 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 them to me. So. Yeah, so it's 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 always um, it's always good to see you know, uh, especially when you 
um, have partnerships with, with, with these, with these owners and, um, with these operators. Yeah. Yeah. And being in the commercial, uh, sense, it's in the commercial world is very small. You, you have to understand that it, it, people know people and, you know, um, there's only a few operators that are successful yeah. and, uh, you know, it's just making those calls, making those connections, networking is a, is a huge thing. Yeah, I mean, if you think of your consumer base in the consumer market, in the commercial market too, it's just significantly smaller than the residential market, mm -hmm. right? Um, yeah. So switching gears here, uh, we always like to ask our our guests, like, what if you were gonna advise somebody that you know wants to get in real estate investing, isn't an expert? Yeah. You know, they whatever have money on the stock market and four hundred one ks, but they want to diversify. Um, what are some what are some thoughts on like where to start? What's what's easy? What's low barrier of entry? Yeah, um, low barrier of entry. I would say small multifamily. Mm. Just uh, if you're starting, I would I would start with small multifamily mm -hmm. um, because for like single family homes were good back then because they were cheap. Right. They were cheap per door. Mm -hmm. Like you can get like, um, but. It, they're just so expensive now in the Portland market. Yeah, in the Portland market, right? Uh, there's other markets that that are okay, but uh, in the Portland market, if you're going wanting to start investing, I would say small multifamily. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and then value add, raise the rents a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, um, principal buy down. Yeah, yeah. Appreciation. Yeah, yeah. All of those things, right? Buy as your primary. Buy as your primary. I mean, these are these are tried and true principles that that uh, you can use to to invest, and then um, that's that's where I would start, mm -hmm. and uh, and then move up from there. Ten thirty one is a great uh, vehicle to to use to save in taxes, and mm -hmm. um, and then you know you know a lot of people they want to skip steps. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of folks they want to skip. The, the hard work. You know, like, you know, they're like, well, John, find me the cash flow properties, right? Like, find me, I want to make, yeah, <laughs> I want to make 15, 20% like you do, John, like, whatever it is, right? Yeah. Like, and I'm like, man, like, you haven't done the work, <laughs> you know, you haven't, you, have, you haven't changed the toilet in your life, like, you haven't, you haven't, you haven't, uh, you don't know what it feels like when, when someone, you know, takes advantage of you as a landlord, right? Yeah. Like you haven't gone through the pain of, you know, someone missing, you know, someone missing rent and, you know, how do you go through that, that type of, um, and then, you know, they're asking me about how do I get into commercial deals and how do I get into developing properties? How do I get into... <laughs> You know, like, and, you know, developing properties, like, everybody thinks it's so easy or, or, I mean, in terms of like, man, you know, it's like, it's this great thing, but like, no, you gotta, you gotta swing a hammer. You gotta, you gotta go out there on, on the ground and look at the forums and, you know, make sure that, you know, the contractors are doing it right and, you know, so on and so forth. So, you know, a, a, a lot of folks, they forget like, yeah, you gotta do the hard work, right? Like. You got to understand construction. You got to understand your own fix and flip when the the tenants trash your property. Right? Yeah. You know, like you just gotta you gotta deal with that, right? Yeah. 
And so I think a lot of folks, when they say, oh, investments, like it's, it's like uh, I put money in and it's going to magically come. Yeah. I was going to say relationships too, because, okay, well, who's going to do it for you? Like, which contractor? Do you know the contractor? Like, That's right. Come to, you know, and, and when you are starting out, I think like you do do a lot of it yourself because you want to take all those extra savings to keep, you know, snowballing your investments. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah, that's the tough part, and I tell people like, yeah, it's not, it's not just jump in and do it. I mean, right. before this, obviously, I told you I was literally painting my yeah. own, my own trip. <laughs> like, you know, I don't have all the relationships in the world, and I need to get something done, and sometimes you just need to get in and just do it. Yeah, you know? yeah. So. And so, yeah, and sometimes like, you know, um, even hiring a a, a a contractor, right? If you don't know what to tell them to do. Or like you don't know what or how what how long it takes to paint a trim. Yeah. Like they're gonna overcharge you. Oh yeah. Or you just do it yourself, right? Like it's it's either or. So there's there's that pain of either forking the money up or actually doing doing the work, right? So, and you just gotta go through that experience, right? right? And and that's 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 the thing. Like a lot of a lot of folks, they just want, um, you know. They just want to go from zero to 60 in like two seconds rather than, you know, working up to this, this, this investment game. And so hmm. not to say that, you know, it's, you know, you can, you can hit a home run from the beginning. Absolutely. You can go to zero to 60, um, you know, from the beginning, but I would say uh, most investments take time, right? Hmm. It takes yep. time. It takes experience. It takes um, heartache. Right, it takes um, tenacity, you know, and but but once you once you learn like the the just the principles in real life, then it starts. It really starts. It really starts working for you. That makes sense. One thing I I, I saw you talk about on a panel one time. You mentioned what you were in the process of. So let's say you got a piece of land and, and, and help our audience understand a way that you can, what you can do with land in a way that you can just get it set up for developers that if you have a knowledge of the code, yeah, you'll be in good shape. Yeah. So every land is different, right? There's, there's land that has gold underneath <laughs> and then there's land with nothing, right? Like, so every land is different mm. and you just got to know which land to, which land to buy, right? You mentioned one that was like a, a house in the Hollywood districts that you, you yep. located? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like right now, um, our investment strategy, one of our investment strategies is uh, value add on the land, mm. right? And so, um, every land is different. Every land has a, has some type of zoning to it and every some of those city can be changed and some cannot some will change and some will change you know without you even knowing, without and, you knowing. yeah it, it will change and um so you know depending on the zoning depending on the the, the density um of that land um you could you could uh entitle the the land so you know i'll give you an example for a hillsborough property <clears throat> Um, which is for sale, by the way. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. For any of these that that want to invest in, in land, no, it's a it's a 32 unit. Uh, so this this house was um, squatters. Like this house was, it was just horrible. And um, it's in Hillsboro. 
and uh, we, you know, we acquired the land for about a hundred and I think it was one hundred and sixty thousand. Nobody wanted to deal with it. Nobody wanted to deal with it. It was just it, it's a garbage piece of property. In fact, I I contacted the city of Hillsborough to to ask their fire department to just burn it down, you know, for their training purposes, right? Yeah, like, did they need it? No, they didn't do it. They didn't need it. And so I was like, hey, would you like to use this house to train your train your firefighters? Smart. Yeah. Cheap demo. Yeah, cheap demo costs. And, you know, I was like, would you like to use it? And they said they they didn't need it. So, um, so we purchased it for about one hundred and sixty thousand dollars, right? Yeah. And um, we knew the zoning of the the lot, and we entitled the properties, which you know went through planning uh, permits, um, which was a lot of money, you know, roughly a hundred, hundred, hundred fifty thousand. So we're all in about three hundred thousand. Okay. Um, and but now you can build uh, two retail, um, two retail uh, type of. Um, spaces on the bottom with 32 apartment units. Holy cow. Wait, how yeah. big was this lot? It's only half an acre. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, but, actually, I'm sorry. It's like 0. 0.4 acres. It's like, it's you, a small so you city did, block. You, you didn't small, like, quarter. I didn't rezone anything. It was already yeah, zoned so, properly. You just uh, needed to get it. Zoned. Downtown Hillsborough. Yeah. Like, it's, it's okay. a, it, I mean, it'll, it'll, it'll be, um, I mean, it's not the most luxurious uh, apartment complex that you'll, you'll want to build. You, you don't want to over-approve it, right? Right, But uh, you still have 32 apartments on there, right? It's crazy. And so, um, and we're, we're, we're selling it for 700, right? So, um, again, it's, it's yeah, it's relatively double our money, but uh, for the land and what you can build on it, I mean, it's and what you can cash flow on it. I mean, Some basically, developer, the developer did not want to push that paper. They didn't want to do that, that work. Yeah. They'd rather just... Buy it for seven hundred. Yeah, and they don't want to find the deal. They don't want either. to find it. They don't want to find it. So yeah, any developer that you know, all they just want to build and build a, a multi-unit, right? That's that's, that's their they, skill set. That's, that's what, what they, they want. Yeah, and that, and um, so and and, and there there's money to be made. You can develop it and then just sell it to a, a management company, right, to to rent it out because that's all they want to do. Mm -hmm. Right, it's right next to the hospital. It's a it's a it's a good little project, and so. We haven't started the project. I mean, because we we want to start it, but uh, you know, we have other projects that that's kind of like on the la the, the the back burner for us. Mm. So we're like, okay, we can sell it, we can hold it. I mean, we're in it only, couple, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars, and you know, it's it's there if we want it, you know. So, but there's no there's no house on it. We bulldozed the house. Right. It was it was. Um, yeah, it was in bad shape, so we just bulldozed it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So land land is a good opportunity for for anybody to get in. You just gotta again, it's it's all about experience. You gotta do the work. You gotta you know hire the right people. You gotta talk to the city. You gotta talk to the city. Patience, right? Yeah, the patience. Yeah. A lot of you gotta get all the permits. You gotta get the architecture. You gotta all of these it. things you wanna actually build. That's right. You know, like That's like right. you're mentioning, like a thirty-two unit on this plot. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, again, you know, and how do you optimize it with parking and all that stuff? Like you just gotta, you gotta make sure everything is, but is for the person that's not interested in dealing with a tenant or ripping out toilets and, right. and, and, you know, doing all that part, it's more, this, this kind of work is more pay, paperwork, right? Yeah. Like filling out applications, talking to the city. Yeah. The, the next, the next the person code, that, right? yeah, the next person that purchases it, it's, you know, 
um, okay, how much the doors cost, how much the windows cost, how much, right. you know, that that kind of paper pushing mm-hmm. in terms of, like, okay, this makes sense, 700000 for the land, I, hey, I'll, I'll buy it, and I'll make, you know, 32 units should be about, you know, 6 million, 7 million, you know, so it's not, not bad, you yeah. know, for for what they're going to make on the on the back end. And then, you know, the amount of rents that could come in at that, you know, for that location. Yeah. Because there's a school, there's a nursing school there, there's um, Pacific University there, so, mm-hmm. yeah. And so if you were to take that, now that the land's entitled and ready to go, if you were to take that to a bank, would you be able to just get a construction loan based on that value, right? That's yep. like, oh, this is your down payment. Yep. They look at the plans. They they get the construction loan and say, like, okay, well, can can this investment, you know, um, make money? And they'll give you give you a construction loan to construct mm. um, the project. Yeah. So that's another way that you could work that angle if you want absolutely. to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Build your own equity. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And they have their all their calculations on how fast how fast the units are going to rent. How you know? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a lender. <laughs> I don't know how, how they how they calculate all that. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's. <laughs> yeah, but before even developing, like we didn't even think about developing um, earlier early on. Right. We just you know. We 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 like the money on our fix and flips. You know, we like the the money on our you know long long holds. Mm-hmm. Like um, we you know multifamily has always always been good to us. Off office has been good to us. We have long you know long term tenants in our office. Um, pandemic scared us, but you know, but uh, office got hit pretty hard mm-hmm. uh, throughout throughout uh, throughout Portland. Uh, but retail has been been really good. So, yeah. But we have our, our offices are small office. It's not like this. It's not like it's no, nothing like this. this. Lost a lot of tenants. Oh yeah, like. Yeah. Um, I think as an investor, these might be a great, great purchase later down the road. Mm. So and, and, you know, like <laughs> we may be purchasing stuff like this, right? Like, cause well, if your occupancy's been down for a few yeah, years, it's yeah. suddenly becoming something that you don't want to hold on to anymore. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of companies maybe want to get rid of it for, you know, pennies on the dollar. You know, a lot of these offices are not making any money, but you just got to find the right tenants, right? So, so going back to... Well, like, they were, and they, they were raising the rent too. Like yeah. someone that bought this just recently was raising the rents in the middle of when everyone's moving out. Yeah. Like, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, they have their strategies, yeah. right? So, you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. How it how it kind of pans out. Office is a little little weird right now. It's a little, it's a little wonky. But you know what do I know? I I, I honestly um, I I I'm not in the game of these larger complexes. Right. I really am in the game of smaller um, smaller office. You know your your retail. Um, so you know I want to see what these big guys are doing. So then you know so then I can navigate through that. Um, but these smaller, I would say my my office buildings are probably um, B C properties. Okay. Yeah, they're not. They're definitely not A A class. So it's like smaller insurance firms or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Insurance tenants, whatever. Exactly. Right yeah. But but occupancy wise, you also didn't see the same hit 
that the A class did. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like um, running luxury apartments versus. That's right. You know, working working class apartments. That's right. Yeah. yeah that's exactly it. Yeah. So you know, a lot of the investment portfolios, uh, we 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 just we 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 keep it we keep it cash flowing. So a lot of our properties are now you know are, are very cash flow heavy. Like the land isn't cash flow. Right, like I have three hundred thousand dollars stuck in there, um, but but that's okay because there's you know it's kind of high risk, high reward type of right. type of um, play on on some 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 investments. For sure. Well, and at this point in your career, if you had to, you could develop it. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas you don't feel like I I need to sell it. That's right. By X date, otherwise I'm. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and there's the, yeah. I I would say there's highly there's there's more. Profits to be made on different projects for us. That's why we put that on the back burner, yeah. or or willing to sell that that piece of land. So, well, how do you feel about like obviously new development? Because we had one in Hollywood districts. Mm -hmm. Did you still have that one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, we finished. We finished one, and we are. We just. We just took down a house to to build another okay. uh, nineteen units. So, do you like that better than just purchasing like existing property, or is there like both? A <laughs> they're both good. <laughs> yeah, both of them are good, depending on again how you buy it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I wouldn't limit myself to say. I mean, in my career right now, I don't want to say like, oh, I'm just a developer, right? Yeah. Like I'm always open to a deal, right? To value add, mm -hmm. right? So 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 I I found so the land for you. It's always value add. Yeah. So it's always value. Add. I saw the land. I was like, okay, this is a good deal. Like. Um, there's there's some land that I I'll, I'll buy for premium as well because I'm like okay, the the end is so much bigger. Well, yeah, because you're gonna build onto it and add. Yeah, that. and so right. another hundred thousand dollars may not you know it, it, who cares because right. I'm just gonna build another you know eight million dollar project on that right. So yeah. what's a hundred? Not what's a hundred thousand dollars? Who cares? <laughs> I don't I don't. But say the, it that way. Percentage percentage wise. It's yeah. like I'd rather take down the deal for the for the deal um, because I know what could be on it, and then um, the cash flow. The hundred thousand dollars is like you know two months of income that comes in, right? So it's like oh, okay, I can I can take on that cost. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes land is expensive, especially in great great neighborhoods, but you, you can take it on, um, and and kind of roll it into the costs. Yeah. So if I. Ten years from now, are you hoping to build a big pink? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, honestly, I, I just don't know like larger things than what I am doing right now. Well, but it seems like you've been slowly. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, those development projects that kind of fell in our lap because we were. So I'll tell you how we got into. There was a small office on that building mm. first. And we're like, ooh, that's actually not bad for half a million bucks in Hollywood District for an office space. Uh, and so I was like, okay, you know, let's, let's again. I kind of fall into success a little right. bit, like, like you just you just kind of like fall into these projects, and you're like, oh, the zoning is, you know, C, you know, CM three, whatever it is. And I'm like, wow, okay, like that's that's great. Like, what if we if we rent it out? How much can we rent it out for? And it was renting out for like two thousand bucks. Okay. And then if we bulldoze it, what can if we you know? And so we're doing all these calculations. 
like, okay, it's better to develop this property. You can't not develop it. Yeah, and then <laughs> so we're like, okay, let's 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 give it a try. Yeah. Right? And um, yeah, and and then the the seller was like, I'm selling my other building. I'm selling my other duplex behind it. I'm like, yeah, we'll buy that. You know, like <laughs> let's we'll we'll buy it. And and so and again, you know, it's you 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 just don't know, and then you're you're gonna learn, and then you're you're just gonna. Um, the one thing that I'll encourage investors to do is execute. Like yeah. you can analyze certain things for so long, like you can analyze it to death, but if you don't execute, you'll never ever move forward, right? You'll never right. like even like execute and lose. That's okay. Right. At least you. At least you learned. At least you did it. Yeah. Like at least you went in, right? Yeah. And um, at least you went into the pool. <laughs> like, like you just you're like, I want to learn how to swim. I want to learn how to invest, right? But if you never like tip your put your toe in the in the pool, or if you never go in the water, you'll never you know right. You'll you'll never learn how to swim, right? So I think I think it's the same same concept. It's just you have to execute. Yeah. Whether it's a small little townhouse to a large, you know, huge investment like. I, I would never know how to develop other than the fact that you just got to go develop, right? right? Like you yep. just, you just have Nobody, to. there's no book on it. Yeah. There's nobody training you how to do it. That's right. Like There might be a book on it. Well, there might be. <laughs> my, my first initial investment into development is 800 grand. 500 for the land, three, let's just say 300 for development, you know, the fees and the permits and all that. So it's like $800,000. Mm-hmm. Like you just got to execute, right? Right, and that's and that's paying cash. Like that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, and you just got to do it, right? And it's the same thing. It's it's just like my first going back to my first investment. It's twenty grand. It's just got to do it. Just got to do it. It just got to do it. execute, right? And I think that's 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 just something that as if you want to become an investor, and when you do, you just have to execute during that time. Um, because if you don't execute, you'll never, you'll never make that. Or you're just trying to find that unicorn that everybody wants. Right. The yeah. perfect cash flowing yeah. property that's got the right zoning. And- yeah. <laughs> and so, and that's why you see people like, oh, you know, especially my, like not all my clients, but a lot of my clients are like, I want a cash flowing property um, in Portland. Like, uh, all right, you're in Portland. <laughs> you you can't down. Sit down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And. Yeah, but even fifty percent down, you're like that. So much money, the yeah, return is horrible. Yeah, you know. But but then they start looking in the Midwest, and they're like, John, there's so many cash flowing properties. I'm like, but it's the Midwest. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know. So pick your poison yeah. and and execute. Yeah. Pick your poison and execute. Like it's just, it's just one of those things that you just have to, yeah, swallow. Love it. So if if we want to, if someone wants to reach out to you and, and find you, how can we contact you or follow you? Yeah, um, I'm on Instagram, um, trying TikTok, but uh, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah? it's, it's, it's for the it. <laughs> it's for it's, it's for the youngins, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a good consumer of TikTok, but um, but you can find me on Instagram, email me, text me. Okay. Yeah. Well, what's your handle? Um, it's Jonte underscore Apex Group. John T-A-E Apex Group um, on Instagram and then uh, yeah in my email. Right?
Well, thank you so much, John. No, thanks Appreciate for inviting it. me. This was yeah. this was awesome. Super I'm glad to it. share my share my story with yeah. you guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Realized Gains podcast. If you have any questions for our co-hosts or guests, don't hesitate to reach out. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or at jordanleemortgage.com.